Mind the Podcast, a podcast for mums by mums. My name is Pamela and in each episode I will sit down and chat to a mum about motherhood, the ups and downs and everything in between. Today's guest is mum to Sienna with another little one on the way. She's one of Ireland's leading beauty and lifestyle bloggers. It's Grace Mangi of Faces by Grace. Welcome Grace. Hi, how are you? I'm good. You look absolutely amazing. Thank you. How many weeks? <laughs> I'm going into my 33rd week now. So, so on the countdown. Six, seven to go. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Not going over. No, hopefully not going over. I wouldn't mind going a week or two before. Yeah. Yeah. It's a long wait. Yeah. I'm just sitting here waiting now. Waiting patiently. And how has Sienna taken the news? She's taken it really well. We actually told her the day I found out. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I just really wanted to make her aware of what was going on. So, yeah, we always talk to the baby and I kind of tell her what it's going to be like when the baby's here. Like the baby's going to cry and you're going to help mommy. So I keep making sure that she knows she's a lot of jobs to do. Yeah. Um, and asking her, like, what's the baby going to do? And she says she's going to sing songs. And yeah, she's taking it well. But sometimes then she'll pull my top down and say, no, baby, go away. Or <laughs> then other times she's all over it. It just depends on her mood, I suppose. And do you know the gender? No, we didn't find we out. didn't find out. Actually, Chris said to me the other day, well, we just find out and it would be easier for her. Yeah, I'm wondering if she knew whether it was a boy or a girl. girl yeah. would it? But I don't think she really knows the difference. Probably not. Like we say to her, is it a boy or a girl? And she says a boy. And then I say, is it a brother or a sister? And she says sister. So she <laughs> doesn't actually know. I don't know if she knows that it's going to come to live with us either. So yeah, that might it's be a big concept. Yeah, it is for some, someone so small to understand. Yeah. So we had our 3D scan at the weekend and brought her and it was nice for her to see the baby. Yeah. And, and how did she take that? It was a bit weird at the start because it's kind of clinical looking. It is. And I was up on the bed, but then she got used to it, came over and was touching my bump and saying, oh, I see the baby's nose. And I was like, oh, the baby's talking to you and waving just so she kind of understood it a little bit more yeah yeah how is this pregnancy versus the pregnancy with sienna so much easier really yeah a lot of things are the same i didn't have morning sickness on either of the pregnancies but i just feel like i have so much more energy i felt like at this stage on sienna i was huge and swollen and struggled a lot more but then again, I think on your first pregnancy, your body has never changed that way before. It's never yeah. like organs have never moved around and your skin hasn't stretched as much. So I think this time around, it kind of just started to go back to normal. Like things just started to happen and it had done it before. Yeah. So it was a lot easier this time around, thankfully. And I'm just kind of since 30 weeks now, I am tired. Like I'm napping yeah. every day. You'd need to. Yeah, like I slept for two hours, woke up at six o'clock last night and was back in bed by half nine and slept the full night. That pregnancy's tiredness, it's kind of different from any other tiredness, isn't it? Yeah. Like I just kept explaining to Chris, like I just feel like a heavy tiredness. Yeah. And like no motivation to do anything and having to take breaks. Like before I came in here, I was trying to organize. We're changing rooms around. So I was like bagging up charity stuff and I just had to keep taking breaks going getting a glass of water every 15 minutes and sitting down doing things and I was thinking to myself like when will I feel normal again because you kind of get into the rhythm of pregnancy and you feel like that's the way life is yeah you forget what it's like beforehand yeah you kind of just think this is normal but I know straight after Sienna I started to feel normal again so 
I'm praying for that again. So you have a baby girl. How has being a mum changed you, especially having a girl? Um, it kind of it slowed me down a lot and it made me appreciate little things like I love now just to sit with her and do things instead of constantly thinking of the next thing. I was always the type of person that was on the go and busy. So now I make sure I have time for her all the time and just sit and enjoy the little things that life has and not worry as much. I found that since having her, my anxiety hasn't been as bad. Um, I don't know why. I thought it would be a lot yeah. worse. Um, but since having her, I've st I've gone to therapy from before her, still do, and I still make it part of my, like, every fortnight I go. But, yeah, it hasn't really changed me too much, I don't think. But then again... Sometimes I think, God, I am a totally different person now. You're not really your main priority anymore. No. That's the biggest thing I find. Yeah. And with number two coming, do you think the biggest change will be from zero to one or one to two? Yeah, I can't imagine what it's going to be like. I, but I think when you have one, throwing another one in there yeah. isn't really that big of a difference. Like I, I'm in a routine now with her. So to throw someone else in, I think I'll cope. Going from just yourself and looking after yourself, doing whatever you want, when you want, and then being limited. And that's hard. But now I'm kind of like on that routine and I know what to expect from it. I don't think it's going to be as bad. Yeah. I do always think that if you stay within that kind of baby zone, yeah, it must make it easier. Yeah. Yeah. And do you have any plans for any kind of classes to do or groups did, that you go to? Um, yeah, I did baby massage with Sienna and I loved that. Yeah. So I did that from like two weeks with her. So I'll probably do the same. And you always meet moms at them. And I have a nice mom group and we've all, we had all our babies together and we've all just started having babies again. No so way. yeah, there's a couple of newborns in there as well. So we all go for play dates and Sienna goes to a, a play group in the morning on Thursday morning. So I'll still go to all that. Yeah. Make sure I'm out socialising. It's great having that mum support, isn't it? Yeah, because only one of my friends has a baby, but she works full time and he's a little bit older. He's in play school. So to have a group of friends that are all, they're separate to my friends. Yeah. We just met from um, being mums and we kind of bounce things back and forth off each other. So that's really nice as well. I always find if you're going through a certain phase with the baby, if you have that group yeah, and you pop a question into that WhatsApp group, there's always an answer. There's always an answer. Whereas my friends wouldn't have a clue. <laughs> <laughs> and they wouldn't understand it either. No, and it can be something really random. It can be something about a nappy issue or... Where to get something. Yeah. yeah. Or just, my child is not sleeping. What mm. can I do? And, yeah. Um, our latest one was one of our, my friends like that. The child, he was sleeping through the night and all of a sudden he wasn't. And it was like... The army of mums came together to plot. Yeah, what my can sister we had the exact same problem and put it in the group and everyone had answers yeah. to it or suggestions on what you should do. And that's kind of what I love about mums is yeah. that that camaraderie that and you really need it, especially yeah. in those early weeks. And even once you get established, you think you've just got a hold of it and they change. Oh, they change so quickly from week to week. Something new happens. Yeah. Do you think your kind of your birth plan is it going to be different from Sienna I haven't done it once would you change anything or keep everything the same I would really love to have a pill birth so that was the plan on Sienna but the midwife or my consultant told me the baby was too big and 
this is your first baby, so just go with the flow. And everything that could go wrong in my labor went wrong. So I'm just going to take it like yeah. whatever happens on the day and not stress about it and just go with whatever they say. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be so much easier. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so excited for labor this time around. And the last time this was you had shared aspects of it. Yeah. Not a lot. No. No, not in the context of the media reported. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think as even a society right now, one, we're probably more used to people sharing content online. Yeah. And two, I think we're a little bit more open around maternity and birth. And is there far more greater discussion going on about different aspects of birthing? Yeah. Will you sharing at, like a part of your birth, do you think, again? Yeah. Or... I think yeah. so. I'm not the type of person that's going to just pop on and have a baby. <laughs> I need to share when the waters break and when we're on our way in. So, yeah, I'll do all that as well. I was watching you recently on your Instagram and your style through your pregnancy is gorgeous. Oh, thank you. Most of us struggle, I think, with what to wear and yeah. how to kind of show the blossoming bump. But you have a great style and you've kept it. Tell us your your wisdom. I didn't on Sienna, honestly, had the worst. And I was wearing things that weren't right for me and that just because they were maternity and they fit. And then this time around, I discovered ASOS and everything I've ordered from ASOS has worked. I haven't returned anything. All the dresses have been fab. Um, And I, yeah, just lucky. That's where I've ordered everything from. Then my casual stuff is just H&M. And it's just all, it's all kind of worked out. Yeah, like I've yeah. just found nice dresses. I go to a lot of events and stuff where you kind of have to be a little bit more glam. And the pressure, I think the pressure is bigger when you're not pregnant to go all out. But once you're, once you have your bump, that's your biz- biggest accessory. So yeah, and all I want is comfort and make sure it's something that I like. And a lot of the dresses I've gone for, I think I'll probably wear again when I'm not pregnant because they're not overly maternity looking and um yeah they'll work for non-pregnancy as well because it's hard when you're pregnant and then you have your postpartum which you still kind of want to be comfortable that's the worst part I think afterwards it's a new body completely and I struggled the biggest after I had her because you don't have this bump nobody is talking to you like you're pregnant and congratulating you and complimenting a bump and it's just this stomach that has gone from a nice normal stomach to a lovely bump to what is this and how do I work this so I did struggle after I had her and nobody ever explained that you would be completely different afterwards (laughs) yeah you kind of had like you kind of knew in yourself that you would be a bit different but it's very hard yeah to find that and it kind of lingers like mine lingered for a good six weeks I think yeah. Yeah. So I just stayed in the maternity jeans for as long as I stayed could. Stayed in whatever was comfortable, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Really? You're really open about your anxiety. Yeah. Which is brilliant. I think you're probably one of the first people, to be honest, that I heard speak about anxiety so openly. Yeah. And it was really refreshing. And it started with you when you were kind of, well, not young, young, but you were, you know, you were a young adult. Yeah. So the first time I experienced it, I was about 17. And it was bad, but when I was about 24, 25, it got really bad. So I went from being anxious to having panic attacks to being full-blown depressed. And I was living in Australia at the time and had to come home and seek help and was put on antidepressants. And that's what I really struggled to understand what was going on. So I kind of tried to educate myself a lot on anxiety and what was going on. And then 
when I came out the other side, I thought there was no one really there for me to listen to when I was suffering. So I wanted to be a voice for someone. So, yeah, I just opened up and used my platform that way, as opposed to I was more into makeup and beauty at the time. Yeah. And I kind of wanted a different way to show who I was. So I just started to talk about personal things and anxiety being the biggest thing that I was going through at the time. I just opened up about it and people just really took a lot from it. I think just hearing someone else speaking about something that you might take one thing from yeah, really helps to normalize it. And that's all I ever want to do. That's why I snapped during labor was to normalize it, to show yeah. that it's not all screaming and huffing and puffing. <laughs> it is normal and you'll get through it. So, yeah, most things that I talk about is just to show the normality and to help people through if they're going through something similar. Because I was thinking about when you shared your uh, your labor and the amount of media coverage around it was crazy. Yeah, it just took one headline to say yeah. I was broadcast. And yeah, and I, it kind of put me thinking about men then and especially maybe sports stars in particular, because you'd often see sports stars sharing content from their hospital beds of if you know if they're going for a hip or a knee yeah. operation. And I was like, that's perfectly acceptable. And they'll show x-rays and they might, you know, they might show even a little bit more of the surgery or something. Yeah. And nobody would blink twice at that. But yet something that a woman's body is made to do. Yeah. You shared a very, very close part of it. Like yeah. it wasn't. No, there was nothing. There was nothing. No. <laughs> um, People yet, he, that hear about it now, I'm sure, think, God, is that all that she did? Yeah, exactly. Like, if you were to go back into archive and looked at it, yeah. and you matched the headlines to it, you'd be like... People would be disappointed. Seriously disappointed. Yeah. Um, you have to give them something more to watch You're going to have to. The pressure's <laughs> on, Grace. But I think there seems to be, definitely, with women anyway, there's definitely like a taboo around maternity, labour, postpartum... We're kind of expected to just almost be robotic. Yeah, you just know, get on with it. Get on with it. Mm. We're asking our bodies to do these massive jobs, but don't talk about it. Yeah, and it's something so new, like, and different that you've never gone through. And to try and explain it to somebody, because everyone else is so different as well. Like, and you just think the worst when you're like a week before and you're having those panic attacks about what is about to happen because you have no control over this. And I think the amazing thing about a woman's body is the fact that she gets pregnant and her body grows this human, whereas we sit back and don't do anything, nothing at all. No. And it just happens and then it comes out. And yeah. Yeah, because a friend of mine is pregnant at the moment and she said she has the pregnancy book. And I said to her, do you know, Looking back at it, I don't know why I read that book, because your body just instinctively does what it does. Yeah. And you reading about it, yes, you're informed, but I really wish I read more about when the baby came out. <laughs> what to <laughs> do That's then. the bit you don't know. And your body, your instinct, yes, kicks in. Yeah. But I wish I had read more about that. Mm. I didn't really read anything. I just went with it. Yeah, you were chill. Yeah, super chilled. <laughs> and did you have anxiety during your pregnancy? Yeah, I did at the start of both pregnancies and I didn't go back to therapy on Sienna. But this time around, I'd done a couple of months therapy and she told me to take the summer off and just see how I went. And then I fell pregnant towards the end of the summer and started to feel it coming back a little bit and have panic attacks. So I just wanted to check in with her. So I've gone back and I, I, 
I feel amazing now. Like I, this is the one time I said to Chris about two weeks ago, I haven't felt anxious in so long. And I woke up every day crippled with anxiety. So now I'm just living my best life and not feeling anxious. And it's so nice. But I still go and I still check in with her. Yeah. I go every two weeks or every three weeks and just to make sure, like get things off my chest and ask advice about things. And yeah, I just feel great this time around. But I think the pregnancy anxiety was worse on Sienna because it was my first time. Yeah, it was new. And it's so new and it's so unknown. And you question everything this time around. I won't question anything. I'll just go with my gut and I won't care what people think or say. I'll just, I know that I, I've done it once and I'll do it again. And do you think that's a confidence that you've grown s- since having Sienna? Yeah, because on her, I would have questioned everything. I would have asked my mom for advice about everything and double get or second guess myself all the time. But now this time, well, I'll know what I'm doing. Yeah, you won't be sitting there Googling. Am I doing this no. right? Ringing. No, just go with the flow. <laughs> Which all new mums, you never yeah. inevitably are. But like I I just finished potty training in Siena and I was ringing my mom like every day. Like, is this right? Will I stop now? What will I do? You always kind of look for advice off other people. You but do. I think on her, I took too much advice on that I didn't need. Yeah. And I tried to be the perfect mom and do everything perfectly. And that's never going to happen as well. I think sometimes when you accept that, that there there probably is no perfect. Yeah. Never. We're all doing our very best, whatever that is. Yeah, it's your own version of perfect. Exactly. Yeah. It's it works for you and works for your baby, and as long as you are happy and the baby's happy. Yeah. Once the baby is fed and happy. Yeah. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. Yeah. So managing your anxiety from a day to day aspect. Um, I'm really surprised to hear that you are coping so well with it during pregnancy. I would have thought that maybe you know. The unknown often sets off anxiety. I know for me, if there's a situation, I'm like, oh, I don't know about that now. That's when I would get anxious about it. Mm. But I did know that during pregnancy was probably a bit better than normal. Yeah. Then I didn't think, overthink things, which I think probably kept things calm. Yeah. And do you have like, would you have a worry now about when baby number two comes? Yeah, like I do worry, like, how am I going to manage two babies? Like, how will I do this? And Chris is like, we'll be fine. Don't worry about it. But you always have that worry of what is life going to be like? How will I get out of the house? <laughs> how will I have a shower? Um, Little things like that I'm worried about. Like, I'm not worried about the future or anything like that. But just the here and now, like, what will things be like? How will I ever get to a meeting again? Or will I work again? <laughs> things like that worry me. But then I'm just like, oh. You can't sweat the small stuff. No, and I always kind of take solace in going, other moms can do this. Yeah. It's manageable. I met a mom recently who had eight kids. I know. Yeah, so. I think about her grandparents and how many kids they had. Yeah. Now, the difference, I suppose, between then and now is there is this expectation, isn't there, on women to have it all, to yeah. have the jobs, look amazing, mind the babies. Yeah. It's hard. It is. It is hard. How do you find juggling it all? Uh, I probably put myself on the back burner and make sure that the fridge is full and Sienna's fed and the clothes are washed and then kind of worried about myself. I only really put any effort in if I'm going somewhere really fancy. Like today's just a cash day. (laughs) The smallest amount of makeup possible. Um, But yeah, I think if your house isn't falling apart and the kids aren't crying 24-7, you're doing a good job. You're doing your best. Yeah. 
self-care so you say there about you put yourself at the end of the list yeah what do you do to I suppose relax or to mind yourself or kind of give yourself a bit of a hug um well I'm going to get my nails done and my toes done after this because I honestly can't reach my feet anymore but I like to I I go to bed early I'm always in bed before Chris face mask on eye mask on and make sure I get enough sleep and therapy is a really good tool for me to mind myself I always feel so much better after that and then I do small things like meditation um or just a little pamper session have a bath listen to a podcast kind of just switch off from life really and just check in every day with myself to see if I'm doing okay as well I think that's the biggest thing for me is not to not to let it go too far because that's when I start to suffer with my panic attacks and if I'm in my head too much, that's when I'll suffer. So I always just try and do small things every day and not take on too much as well. And finding someone to speak to, yeah. how did you do that? How did you find someone that got you? So I didn't at the start. I've had maybe four different kinds of therapy before I found the woman I'm with now. And then I went to this clinic and I met with the director and she recommended a therapist and I met her first and I was like oh no here we go again this woman's not gonna get me and she did and it's psychotherapy I go for now and I think before that I was kind of just doing counseling which is just talking yeah whereas psychotherapy really goes deep and she really explains things well and she knows me now and she knows my background and um, but I just didn't give up like even after the first time and it's so hard to go to talk to someone especially when it's like your fifth time and you're like will I ever find the right one but yeah I just kept going and they were all at different stages in my life as well and the older I got the more I really wanted to find help so it wasn't because my doctor recommended it and it wasn't because my mom wanted me to go to see someone it was because I just wanted answers and she was able to give them to me which was great it's brilliant yeah and I like she always says that everyone needs a bit of therapy like she goes to someone and she says relationships do better when people communicate or when you've if you've gone through anything at all just to have someone to speak like someone that doesn't really know the ins and outs but can help you with different aspects of your life. And it's great to kind of release that stigma around it that we would go happily go to a doctor with a cut or a yeah. bruise but for some reason the mind there's such um status around it there's like yeah. don't talk about it don't, or yeah and I felt I was crippled with sickness because of my anxiety and I kept saying but I'm not really sick but now I look back and I I was worse than I've ever physically been sick yeah but yeah it is just as important but I, I do think people put it off and put it on the long finger when they know that they have to kind of go deep into themselves and figure things out and she must have really helped you do that. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's not an easy thing, I would imagine, to do that. Especially, like you said, if it was your fifth go and you kind of feel like, here I go again, opening yeah. up. But it's worth that investment of time. Mm. Yeah. And if I don't go, I, there was a point where I didn't go for a year to see her. And when I went back, she just had to remind me of everything she'd taught me before. So you do forget and it's not going to fix you overnight. Mm -hmm. And you're not going to feel better after one session. I've had countless sessions now and it's my time and it's like going to the salon for your mind and yeah. I think the biggest thing people don't want to go to therapy is because it's so expensive and it is it's, mine is 80 euro a session but I wouldn't think twice about 
getting my nails done or getting my hair done and we do pamper ourselves and like it is the 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 salon for the mind yeah it's yeah, it's equivalent isn't it yeah the gym um, for your mind yeah <laughs> i suppose the reason that i wanted to speak to you about anxiety is that for new mums they've changed from being just looking after themselves now looking after a baby yeah and it's new skills for them and often anxiety can come with that yeah. for them it's you know you've got your postpartum baby blues that you can have and now you've got this anxiety of is my baby okay you know you're checking on them so it's really just trying to open up a conversation of that that's okay to feel that way and yeah. I suppose how to look after yourself during yeah. that time and to know that you're not going to be the same person you were before you're not going to have the time you had before and you aren't your number one and I always say to my friends I envy the fact that they can go for a shower and not have a two-year-old staring in at them and they can decide if they want to go do whatever it is um and without having that thought and I think one of the biggest things I struggled with when I had Sienna was finding someone to mind her yeah. and that guilt of asking someone to take her and then leaving her with someone as well was hard and I felt felt a lot of stress around that before I had a proper routine so like text and like is it okay to leave her with you and always felt like it was a bit of a burden when it wasn't like it was her her nannies and they wouldn't mind at all but I yeah. think that was one of the biggest things was losing your freedom and then trying to find somebody for Chris it was easy he was gone to work and he didn't have to think about it whereas for me I was always looking for someone to take her um which was hard until I got into a bit of a routine and got her nannies to take her. <laughs> it is often the mom, isn't it, that's left yeah. to figure out the childcare. Yeah. No yeah. matter how equal everything else can be divided, for some reason that's kind of one of those jobs that yeah. get left. Um, and it is really hard asking people. I suppose the sooner you can get something established, probably the better. The better, yeah. And, and then it's hard to leave them as well because you've been there their whole yeah. life. Yeah. And then to trust someone else. So, yeah. And is there any advice that you'd give someone who might be shy of asking for help? I think when it's family or friends, it's not like you don't be shy or don't be afraid to ask because they're delighted. They don't have the baby 24 seven. So it's not a big deal to them. Like they'll enjoy minding her. Like my sister, she has a little girl as well, but she loves taking Sienna. It doesn't matter what she's doing. She'll take her. So when someone because you have that baby all of the time and you're stressed out with it sometimes you think god i'm not going to put this on someone else but for them it's a lovely experience the baby is the majority of the time well more behaved when they're with someone else than they are when they are with you and um, so it's a pleasure for them to have them so yeah don't i don't think i don't think the person on the receiving end thinks it's a burden at all i think yeah. we in our minds think god here i am asking again we kind of almost internalize and have this conversation that yeah. we think is happening. And already have them telling us no <laughs> before we've asked. And they're probably, they're more than delighted to take. Yeah. 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 And any advice for anyone who has a new baby is feeling anxious? To talk to someone, especially your partner and just offload everything. Because it could be that they're in work all day and you've had the most stressful day the baby's cried all day long you couldn't get it to feed whatever it is just getting it off your chest getting a bit of reassurance and if it's to the point where 
they can't help, I would recommend going to see a doctor because so much of us suffer and don't realise that we're suffering until we speak to a professional. Yeah. But my biggest thing is talking and have a mom group as well that you can yes. bounce questions back and forth on Yeah, because they really do help and go to coffee mornings. There's so many of them now where you can meet moms with babies of similar ages and get so much advice. Yeah. And just have someone say, oh, no, mine went through that as well. You just feel a little bit more at ease then. You do. Yeah. It's, there's there's kind of solidarity in the collective. Yeah. That you kind of go, I'm not the only one. I'm not. And you always think to yourself, I'm the only one going through this where everyone goes through those because steps and stages. For new mums, I think especially like, you know, we're all online. Yeah. We're all putting our best foot forward online. Nobody's seeing the explosive nappies <laughs> that you can have in the middle of a shopping center or when feeding isn't working out yeah. or the tears the tears or when you're just exhausted mm. or you've you know you're ready to leave the house and the baby's puked on you, you itself you know anything yeah and we have to kind of remind ourselves it's not real life no it's not and nobody shows any of that we should <laughs> i think you do do you? Yeah, I oh, really good. do. I, I and I, it's, I think why I enjoy looking at your stories yeah. because it's real life. Yes, yeah. you see you as a mom. Mm. You can see Grace as Grace when you go to your events. Yeah, but you do the behind the scenes, if you want to call it that, mm. where you're at home in your jammies with Sienna. Yeah. That's real life. Yeah, majority um, of the time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what the rest of us are doing as well. Yeah, I know. Um, so we're just kind of watching you do it, but yeah. it's there's kind of almost like a warmness when you see some another mom doing that because yeah. that pressure of maybe I should be out for dinner, maybe I should be out getting coffee. Mm. But sometimes all you want to do is stay at home, stay at home and cuddle and watch a Disney movie. Yeah, they're my favorite days. I know they're the best days. Yeah. What are you most looking forward to with baby number two coming in? Um, just the way Sienna is going to be with the baby. I can't yeah. wait to see how she is. Hopefully it's going to be good. I think it will be, but I just can't wait for those moments and the fact that we're in our own house. Yes. So when I was pregnant on Sienna, we lived in an apartment with my best friend and then our lease was up a month later. So we, through the last, like this stage till I had her, we were moving and it was stressful. We didn't know where we were going to live. We were meant to live in my sister's house. There was just terrible trouble there with her um, tenant at the time. So it was like the week I was going into labor, I didn't know where I was going to live. So being settled in my own house, I only said to Chris, we went shopping yesterday for furniture and I said, I can't wait to have the baby just in our house yeah. and be settled and ha like just sit on the couch for as long as I want. Can you imagine that moment of when you get out of the hospital and you get to go home? Yeah. And you're going to walk up, you're going to open your door and it's your home. Yeah. And then you're going to get into your bed. Yeah. And it's going to be amazing. Yeah. And I can't wait to feed again. Hopefully I will be able to breastfeed. But I absolutely loved that on Sienna. Yeah. And I'm really looking forward to that again. Have you done any preparation for that in advance? No. <laughs> Grace. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> have you bought anything? I have um, uh, some pumps. Yeah. Yeah. I have um, a hacker, I think yes. it's called. My friends have all used that recently and I don't think it was around when I was No, feeding. it's pretty new to the market. Yeah. Um, Looks great. Yeah. I didn't have much luck with it personally, but a lot of mums, they swear by it. Yeah. Obviously, talking to other mums coming in and the recommendations from them and me would be your uh, multi-mam compressions. 
Oh, yeah. Have them in the fridge you in advance. Use them on Sienna. Either Multimam or the Lancelol creams yeah. are amazing. Yeah, use them on um, So they would be good. Now, I read everything on breastfeeding when I had Alice. I had a book a friend gave me and I read loads. And to be honest, I don't know, did it help me or not? Because at the end of the day, it's so down to you and the baby, yeah. isn't it? And yeah. Alice had an amazing latch. So I did all the studying on getting the child to latch. Yeah. I knew everything about latching. She did it she herself, did herself naturally. Yeah. So, yeah, it's all down to... And then to my sister, her little one had a lip tie and a tongue tie and she just oh. couldn't latch and she struggled so much. So I'll just take it as it comes. Yeah. Fingers crossed. That's all works. you can do yeah. is give it a go, do your very best and that's all. Yeah. That's all we kind of expect of any new mum really, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I'm so excited for baby number two for you, Grace. I'm so in love with your bum. <laughs> Thank you. I'm if you could take it for the so day, that would be I great. I probably would. Oh. <laughs> Give me a bit of peace because <laughs> it never stops kicking either. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's mad. Is there any time of the day more so? or No, no, just all the time. And it's not just little kicks. It's like it's movement, proper. like kicking down the bottom and up the top. And yeah, yeah, it's full on. So we're wrapping up towards the end. Now everyone asks, I ask them three questions. Yeah. What would you tell your pregnant self? So you are pregnant. Yes. So maybe at the start of your pregnancy, if you had, you know, a worry or concern or even looking back at your pregnancy with Sienna, is there any kind of nugget that you could share with yourself now that you wish you knew back then? Um, just to not listen to all the advice. And because I'm so public about things, I get a lot of unsolicited advice. So <laughs> sometimes I appreciate it, sometimes I don't. Um, but not to listen to everyone and just to listen to myself, which I think I'll do a lot more this time around. Yeah, it's yeah. really trusting that gut instinct, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and you, it's something that you've never had before and you, did, you didn't realise it was in you until you have a baby. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, that motherly instinct is real. And people are so quick. Quick to judge and to quick judge to comment. and comment and... I suppose everyone is on their own journey as a mother. Yeah. And everyone has their own difficulties, whether it's like that. It's a tongue tie. It could be reflux. It could be colic. You just don't know what's going on behind any mum. There could be a massive brave face. Yeah. And inside they're battling something or, you know. So really it is kind of looking after each other, isn't it, as mums and kind of going... She's done the best she's doing. Yeah. That is her best. And every pregnancy and baby is different. So what, like I had a very easy baby with Sienna. Mightn't be the case this time around. Fingers crossed is it she is. Did, was she the book baby? Yeah, she was very good. <laughs> like didn't even cry to be fed or anything. Yeah, oh she was gosh. really easy. Easy going. She still is. And what would be the one product you can't live without? Beauty wise. Whatever product oh makes God. your life be beauty it could be as a mum it can be well as a mom beauty wise there is a product i'm wearing um it is the cc serum from by terry and it's just a gorgeous glow um that's a lovely product you just whack it on and you look like you a little bit more awake than you were 10 minutes <laughs> how you before. feel <laughs> yeah and what has been your magic moment um i think when i had sienna that's like the biggest moment of my life and as much as you prepare yourself while you're pregnant, knowing there's going to be a baby, I think when you actually see the baby for the first time, that's magic. Yeah. And holding the baby. And it lasts so long. Yeah. That moment does. So, yeah, that was it. Can't wait to feel it again. And that moment of, for me anyway, was when you kind of almost get like, is it 45 minutes an hour kind of on your own? Yeah. 
before you and when you get your magic toast oh yes <laughs> that was another magic moment i think chris had half mine they always eat half and of we them. didn't eat for the whole time and he was like i'm starving i was like all right <laughs> i think the midwives give you extra toast yeah just just okay. so you have enough to share yeah that is the most amazing time because i think kind of almost like time stands still doesn't it yeah and there's no interruption like the few days i was only thinking about that passing the coom on the way in when you're in the hospital after you've had the baby it's like time st- just stops yeah and it's just you and your baby like nothing else is going on in the world yeah because nothing else matters nothing else um, matters yeah really doesn't and it's just when your life kind of starts again I think I'm so excited for you thank you I cannot wait to see Sienna bond with yeah baby number two it's gonna I be really imagine. exciting yeah looking forward to seeing what you want to share this time <laughs> I'll have to share a good bit now. <laughs> um, thank you so much, Grace, for coming in. Thanks for having me. Enjoy your next couple of weeks. Yes. Just the trivia until baby adds number four. I know, can't believe it. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. So thank you for listening to today's episode of For All Mumkind. If you enjoyed it, please rate, review and subscribe. If you would like to send me a message, please email forallmumkind at gmail.com or find me on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook at forallmumkind and see you on the next episode of the podcast. Thank you.